<clears throat> oh, my voice. Oh. <laughs> Thank you, Dan. He, he, he was equally. <laughs> Beep, boop, boop, boop. Time to do. Nailed it. From Boogie Land Media, this is On Carlson Drive, a dusty little dirt road of memories from the wit and whimsy of Wendy Bonifield. Today's episode, The 15-Passenger Van. The 15-Passenger Van. Oh, that glorious beast. Why would one drive one of these monstrous vehicles? Perhaps you grew up in a family with nine children. Or you had any number of jobs that would require you to drive one. For me, it was my parents' job. Or to use the proper Salvation Army terminology, it was my parents' calling. My parents were Salvation Army officers. Are you tired of hearing about how I grew up in the Salvation Army? Oh, That's too bad, for I did grow up in the Salvation Army, and there is no way of getting around it. One of the results of this peculiar heritage is that I learned to drive in a 15-passenger van. Actually, the 15-passenger van plays a role in quite a few fun little stories along the way. Let's start in the Kmart parking lot with one freaked-out 15-year-old and one disgruntled dad. My dad never had patience for someone who wasn't instantly good at something. For him, driving was simple and straightforward. It didn't matter if you were driving a two-door Ford Fiesta or a Ford Econoline 15-passenger van. They both had the same standard operating tools. He also believed one should never pull into a parking spot, always back in. However, I believe he thought better of pushing that nugget of wisdom on me right at the beginning. He was equally helpful with directions. All you need to know is what direction you're going, which may be okay for someone who really knew their city. But how do you know you are going north or south? Is it, is it some kind of magic? The first time I drove by myself was to a dentist appointment in the middle of the day. I had to leave school early. Simple. Take the van to school, then make your way to the appointment. First of all, it's not so simple. I couldn't park in the school parking lot because I had to have a permit to park there. And you only got a permit if you parked in the lot on a regular basis, so I had to find a place on the street. And what teenager wants to drive a giant white van with a Salvation Army shield painted on the side to school? So, I guess, on second thought, parking on the street isn't such a bad plan after all. I can park it a block away and walk. I think I might die. Although my dad dropped me off at school and picked me up from school in that van all the time. Although not in the front of the school, he picked me up in the back by the band room. And he was usually late. 
I felt like I could be anonymous only riding in the van. However, driving the van was a whole other commitment, sitting perched up there, bouncing away in the driver's seat. Time to drive to the dentist office, located on Big Bend Boulevard. I drove and drove and drove. I must have missed it. I better turn around. Oh no, holy crap, this is a highway entrance. How did I get on a highway entrance? I'm on the highway. Okay, all right, I have to get off the highway. Um, oh, Manchester, I know that street. I know that street name, but which way on Manchester? If only I had the magical gift of automatically knowing north from south. Of course, that wouldn't matter because I don't actually know where I am and if I need to go north or south. So I'll go this way. Which doesn't matter because now I know Manchester goes west to east. Driving, 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 more driving. Oh, heck no. That is the St. Louis Arch. I am headed downtown. Okay, turn around again. Somehow, 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 I made it home. You guys, this was in the 1980s. I had no GPS. I had no cell phone. I was alone in a 15-passenger van. Obviously, I missed my dentist appointment. When I got home, I threw the van keys on the floor and announced I was never driving again and disappeared into my room for the rest of the evening. The first time I was ever in an automobile accident was in a 15-passenger van. My sister was driving. Fortunately, it wasn't very serious. We were coming home from church. I was sprawled out asleep on the far back seat, when suddenly I was flung forward onto the floor. I have no idea what happened, but I wasn't hurt, so that is all that matters. We took many a family trip in one of those vans. My dad would take out all the seats except the back seat. Then he would put the front seat back in but turn it around so that it was facing the back seat. Then we would have the two seats to sit on, but all of the room in between the seats to play games or lay down. Seat belts were a non-issue. Child car seats were not a thing either. Kids rolled around in cars like loose cans. Mothers sat in the front seat and held babies in their arms. Bicycle helmets, we didn't wear those either. I mean, I mean, obviously nobody wears bicycle helmets in 15-passenger vans, but we didn't wear them when we rode our bikes. We also ate copious amounts of sugar cereal. I suppose we are all lucky to be alive. 
Many hours were stuffed inside one of these behemoths, on youth trips or trips to camp. Again, we didn't worry about seatbelts. I'm not even sure there were seatbelts in the passenger seats of these vans. That tells you how much we thought of them. Some of these trips we were so packed into the van I would prefer to sleep on the floor or lay on a pile of luggage in the back. The trips when the van was only half full were super fun too. We would climb back and forth over the seats to sit with one friend or another. No matter how full the van was, songs were sung at the top of our lungs. In my younger years, when my parents were stationed at the Salvation Army School for Officers Training, my dad was the transportation officer. I have no idea really what he did, but I remember a long row of 15 passenger vans in the parking lot used to shuffle the cadets around. One cold Chicago winter, my dad moved these vans and filled part of the parking lot with water and created a little ice rink for us kids to play on where my little brother ran into one of these 15 passenger vans and chipped one of his front teeth. The next year, he chipped the other one on a bumper car ride. Haha, <laughs> matching chipped teeth. In those same years, one of those vans took a load of us kids from the school for officers training to school. I talk a little bit about this in the first season in the School Days episode. If you listened to that episode, you will remember the conversation between my sister and me about those van rides. I never minded them. They were long, but I had friends on that van. Lisa, on the other hand, hated them. Riding on the van with a bunch of annoying kids, including me, she got kicked off the van and had to ride Chicago public transportation to school. I still can't believe I don't remember her getting kicked off that van. Every Salvation Army Corps my parents were stationed at had a 15-passenger van. I'm willing to wager most Salvation Army Corps have vans. They are used for a myriad of reasons, picking children up from school to bring them to after-school programs, senior citizen outings, taking kettle workers to ring bells at those kettle stands at Christmas time. Oh, those kettle workers are a varied group of interesting people. I've done my time standing kettles. I usually took my horn and played. It passed the time, and I think people were a little more generous when I was playing. But I will say I was always thrilled to see that van coming around the corner to pick me up when my time was done. When my parents were stationed in Gary, Indiana, as the Corps officers of the Salvation Army Gary Merrillville Corps, we picked up Mrs. Ward every Sunday for Sunday morning services. Now remember, a Corps is another name for the Salvation Army Church. I'm pretty sure, at first, the only people in those Sunday morning services were our family and Mrs. Ward. She was a sweet little white-haired old lady. As time went on, more people came to the Corps, and Mrs. Ward welcomed them with open arms. For a while, we had a bus in Gary. We would drive the bus into a neighborhood, blast music out the windows, and use puppets. And kids would climb on the bus, and my mom and dad would have what they called bus Sunday school. 
We did some puppet shows. Dad told little Bible stories. Mom sang songs. My favorite thing was the sucker tree. You pulled a sucker off the tree, and depending on the color on the bottom of the sucker stick, that would tell you what prize you got. We would record the puppet scripts on tape, then play the tape and do the puppets along with the tape. I think I may still have some of those tapes. I laugh at the idea of bus Sunday school nowadays. That would not fly in this day and age. Hey kids, come get on a bus with some strangers. We'll give you some candy. However, this is a story about a bus and not a van. So it doesn't count. Forget I told you. I suppose it means, though, I have exhausted my 15 passenger van stories. Did you know that you can get your smart device to play on Carlson Drive simply by asking? All you have to do is say, Alexa, play the latest episode of On Carlson Drive. You're welcome. On with the show. I thought it would be fun to talk to my brother Dan today because he's, well, he's just fun. And the main character of our story is a 15-passenger van, and they generally don't have much to say. I am a van aficionado. Are you? I mean, sometimes they call me that. (laughs) They? They as in? They. Oh, they. I got you. Well, thanks, Dan. So I know that you're like, I have nothing to say about vans, so we can just talk about other stuff. I didn't remember that I smacked my tooth a year after the other tooth. You know, it might not have been a a year exactly, but... Sometime later. Uh, just to fill in that story a bit, I, it was right at the end of the day, the, the amusement park, uh, and I talked Mom into going on one more ride. That was the ride that smacked my tooth. I know Mom felt bad. Did she? I think so. Ask her. She won't remember. <laughs> do you remember smacking your tooth on the uh, van? I do that. Yeah, I do remember that, too. Plus, I remember what I looked like. Yeah, well, we have some pictures. Yes. You're not going to post them, are you? Like, you like to post pictures? Do you want me to not post No, it's fine. Do what you like. I have full fake teeth now. I'm good. Those pictures are just the most hilarious pictures. You outgrew that awkwardness. I mean, sort of, you outgrew that awkwardness. I didn't have a lot to do with what I was wearing, though. You did have something to do with the broken glasses. Well, yeah. I I talk about Dad's driving. Do you remember Dad teaching you to drive? No, but I remember him being terrified once we got our license. <laughs> you know, uh, probably acting. Right. I don't remember a lot of the actual teaching part. I do know the whole back up into a space part, though. Right. Or the glorious pull-through. That's the best. I like the pull-through. But Dad, I mean, later in life, that was that was the thing. Yeah. You don't, you don't just pull into a parking space. When I do a pull-through with my, with, with my son, Alexander, he's like, nice. Pull through. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. (laughs) What city was it that you got your license in, Dan? St. Louis. Did he give you the same? It was St. Louis for sure because I remember going down that hill. By our house, our first house in St. Louis. Yeah. Yeah, that was 
That was a monster hill. So I, That's why I remember it was St. Louis. What do you remember about going down that hill? It was a hill that I went down. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I remember that hill, but I don't remember driving on that hill. Did he take you to the Kmart parking lot? No, I don't remember. You don't remember. You don't remember anything. Sorry. <laughs> no, it wasn't a, an accusation. It was just a... It's true. I don't remember a lot, and I don't know why. Maybe it was so traumatic. So traumatic. Learning to drive? I don't know. In general. Just your childhood yes, in general. Yes. That might explain the pictures. Maybe. I don't know. Everything else is happy. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember when Dad took the seats out of the van like that? I don't remember that. I, I, you know, I kind of remember seats being done like that, but I don't remember a specific instance. Yeah, usually when we had the long trips, he would do that. I remember one time when we were going to Grandma's, it was snowing like never snowed before, and we were going, and we were making a new path, and it was snowing, and there was so much snow you couldn't hardly even see out. I don't have a climax to that story. That's just the story that I remember that part of. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, just a bit of a memory. That's what our memories are, right? They're just like pieces. And Dad was probably just like plowing through. It's fine. We'll get there. I don't remember more of the the later stuff, like the two times we went to the cabin with Dad and, you know, a couple of years before he passed. I remember those much more vividly than anything. What do you remember about those? What I really liked about those was that he was very open and honest and talked about whatever I wanted him to talk about. Yeah. And he was always tough to get to talk. Yeah. But on both of the trips that we took, he would talk about anything. Most of it is lost to my memory because I didn't record anything because that would have been weird. But uh, it would have been good. It would have, yeah, but in hindsight, those. it would have been really good now, really weird then. Dad, I'm going to record what you're saying. Yes. But those were fun. I learned more about Dad in those two trips than ever. He talked about every appointment that he had, but what I liked about it was it was more about his version of my childhood. Oh. Yeah, this this is what happened, or the the, the story about the them kicking me out of school, or going to the other school, or right. those kinds of things. Yeah, because your memories would be vastly different than his. So we talked about that stuff. We talked about... His past and his parents and his grandparents and and all we talked about everything. It was really, really good. Oh, I would have liked to heard that grandparent story because I don't think I've ever heard a story about them, and I'm not even sure I've ever seen a picture of them of his grandparents. He said they were drunk, or he was drunk. That his, and his lived grandfather in a shed was in the drunk. Back. Really? Maybe that was his uncle. Well, I know that Grandpa's dad was an alcoholic. I know that. One thing that was really touching was he said, if you get a chance, ask your mother why she picked me. She could have had anybody else, but she picked me, and I don't know why. Did you ever ask mom that question? No. But, I mean, that, that'll that give you an example of how open he was being. Yeah. Yeah, there is something about a car ride that just lends itself for conversation and, and for honesty. Because you're just sitting there for hours not really the fun part anything. about the second trip was mom was with us. Oh, okay. So I got a little bit of mom's commentary. We talked about a lot of the same stuff we talked about the first time. But then you got her perspective on it. Yes. So that's kind of, mom's better at telling stories. But neither of them were great at sharing their memories with us. Right. Which is why it was so special. Yeah. Well, we, we had a car ride recently, you and I. Yeah, that I was a good conversation. I guess it's been two years ago. Yeah, but it feels like sooner. 
Because the year of the pandemic doesn't count. That True. Just so I really only had four months since we did that. Yeah, right. That was a good conversation because I hadn't, I hadn't seen you in forever. Yeah, I then. enjoyed that. And we talked all about all sorts of stuff. All kinds of stuff. I mean, other than when you, I'm seriously, I think you got up to about 100 miles per hour driving driving on the I did that. I did it was a mistake and slowed down. And I'm like, whoa. Yes. But it was because I was distracted. Is that it? <laughs> it was definitely a, at least 100. Yeah. But we got home at a really good clip. I, did, I was not going 100 all the time. It was only just the one time that I got up to 100. Are you prone to driving 100 miles per hour down the road usually? No, not typically. 95? I'm not a speedster. You passed us on the road last night when I we did, were on the way. I did, but that was totally a mistake, and I didn't notice it happened. <laughs> <laughs> There's a theme here. Like, wait a minute. They disappeared. That was hilarious. <laughs> I'm like, I swear I didn't notice it passing. I was trying to stay with you, but then I got distracted. <laughs> <laughs> There, there it is again. There is a theme. Mm. You like to drive, though. I mean, I know that whenever you're on a trip, you're like, let me drive. I'm driving. Yeah, I'm the driver, 100%. And even if it's super long, so it's just like Yeah, drive. I drove the whole, the, both of the cabin trips pretty much by myself. Dad drove maybe, eh, an hour. From Colorado? Yes. You drove that? That's like 20 hours. Yeah, I know, but I can't. I'm not good in the car passenger. We just took a big trip, and I was like, here, Samantha, you you drive. And then literally 10 minutes later, I'm like, all right, I need to drive. Can I drive? She's like, again? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm so tired. I'm like, I got to take a nap. But then I can't sleep. So I'm like, fine, I can't sleep. Then I must go drive. Why can't you sleep? I don't know. It's just kind of a thing. Although in the trip to Chicago that we just took, I did get a little sleep because I was just way too, I was too tired because I had stayed up. We drove the, all the way through and it was towards the end of the drive that I was like, I've got to, I've got to try to sleep. So you got a 10 minute nap in New York. I, I, Samantha says it was more like an hour and a half, but it didn't feel like it. I mean, that's, that's kind of how sleep works. <laughs> I, <laughs> fine. <laughs> just like she says you snore. I don't but snore. you're like I don't you, snore. you don't snore. I do not snore. No. Why? How do you know you don't snore? Because who would snore? I don't snore. Who <laughs> <laughs> would snore? Apparently, you. I don't think that's true. That's a, that's not a true statement. It's kind of like you know you were asleep for an hour and a half and it only felt like ten minutes. We agree to disagree. I am agreeing to be right and say that you were wrong. Right, but see, I disagree with that. So that is... But you don't remember anything. But there are things that I remember, those specific things that I remember. Ask my wife. She's always like, you don't remember anything. I'm like, I remember what I need to remember. (laughs) (laughs) Is that how she talks? No, she... (laughs) (laughs) That's how she talks. You don't remember anything. (laughs) (laughs) Good, good, good. That's funny. Right. Yeah, I don't know. Does she listen to my podcast? You might be safe. She usually only listens to it when I play it. Okay, so just don't play her this one. Well, that would be sad. She might go out and hear that one all by herself. She doesn't have to go out anywhere to hear the podcast. She can. Do you have it readily available? Yeah, it's just right there. You can load it up on your phone. What's your ad? I was going to do your ad for you. I don't know. What is our ad? Listen to our podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts. Listen to On Carlson Drive On anywhere Carlson you listen Drive. to podcasts. Okay, okay, okay. 
Listen to On Carlson Drive anywhere you listen to your podcast. No, you're in there. Not your? Anywhere oh, you okay, listen okay, to okay. podcasts. Listen to Carlson Drive anywhere you listen to podcasts. On Carlson Drive. Listen it's to- difficult. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it! Uh, listen to On Carlson Drive anywhere you listen to podcasts. Right? Like that? Well done. Well done. Come take a walk with us. On oh. a dusty dirt road of memories and weebles. <laughs> memories and what? <laughs> memories and weebles. I don't know. I don't remember the next word. So I make a word up. Yeah, I like that. Let's add that in there. Uh, on a dusty dirt road with memories and weebles. What do you actually say? It's not memories and weebles. I'm pretty sure weebles is not involved. I don't. E- I don't even know what weebles are. They wobble, but they don't. Fart. <laughs> That's a true statement, though. I mean... Do they still make Weebles? How could they not? They don't make a lemon twist anymore. But I remember the memories, Dusty Dirt Road's memory part, at least. That's the important part, the dirt road. Because Carlson Drive was a dirt road. And it doesn't exist anymore, right? Our house does not exist anymore. Have you been there? No, I don't think I've been there since we moved when I was six years old. Shouldn't you be there? Why? Because you do a whole podcast on it. I should. I should go and stand in front of the empty Here lot. I am with nothing in front of me. I think the, the road is still there and other houses that are would there. Just be a, that would just be a part of a story where you would talk about the, the house and what you remember of it. I've already done that story. How many times do you repeat stuff? I've never. Listen. No. Okay. No, you go ahead. You tell me what you say. If you listen to my podcast regularly, you know the frogs like water. <laughs> That's true. Are you doing quizzes? On what the, do on, frogs like? Um, water. Boom. Thank you. Were you in the van when Lisa, uh, she didn't run the red light. Somebody else ran the red light. I don't remember. <laughs> Probably not. Yeah, because I feel like you would remember that. I remember crashes. I got hit in St. Louis. You did? Yeah, on my bike. Broke my hand. What? Yes. Clearly, I only remember what happened to me, not no, what happened to anybody Lewis, else. I was riding my bike, and this guy hit me, and went under. And I went under his car and broke my hand. The doctor was like, we can put a cast on it, but it's not going to make it heal better. It'll only make it feel better. And I'm like, well, then just don't do it. That was a mistake in hindsight because it really hurt. It was a hairline fracture. He didn't break it, I suppose. Well, that's still a break. I don't remember that. You don't remember me getting hit and run over. No. He didn't really run over me, though. I kind of just went under the car. That sounds like He stopped. He was stopping. So he hit you, and then you fell under the car. And I fell under the car, yeah. The bike was pretty much toast. Well, I'm glad you were okay. Yeah, well, so I. I guess now that we're talking about it, I have, like, some faint memories. That would be something I would be like, I don't want to remember that. I don't want to know that my brother just got hit by a car. I'm going to forget about it immediately. You do only have a few gray cells. So why remember the sad, scary yeah. things? Those are the things I remember. Pieces of stuff. Falling off the bus. Oh, there was that. I fell off the bus. What? Yeah, bus Sunday school. Mm-hmm. I fell off and smacked my head. I remember that. I remember getting left as well. Yeah, I remember that. Left you at the church. Yes. Yeah. Tell us about that. I was left at the church. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's what happened. What else is there? I was left. Do you remember? I, remember, I think I was upset about it. 
I feel like I remember that you fell asleep on one of the pews, and we left to do bus Sunday school. I don't remember There that. was an uproar because that. we left you. I remember the shaggy dog puppet. Yeah, that, that was uh, definitely. One of the puppets. I remember I asked when Dad was saying, tell a story, give me some things to tell a story about. And I said, do a story about underdog, and he did a story about a dog underground. <laughs> when you were little. Yes, obviously. I, yeah. I do remember that. I'm not just making that up. Have you been making things up all along? No. So why would you say you're not making that up? I don't know, because it seemed like a specific thing that sounded made up. If you were going to make up a story about a 15-passenger van, what would that story be? Let's hear it. I was driving along in this 15-passenger van, and I was driving. And then all of a sudden, I got some sort of a message that I had to drive 59 miles an hour or the van would blow up. <laughs> no, no, no. You're and not then I had, to, I, had to drive, I had to keep driving at 59 miles an hour. No, you're stealing that story. I want an original Dan 15-passenger van story. Um, okay, so 15-passenger van and a gorilla story. There's this gorilla. Mm-hmm. And he was driving a... Fi- That's Magilla Gorilla. <laughs> <laughs> That's Magilla Gorilla. So that's also stealing from something. Okay. <laughs> Literally, okay, okay. he drives a van. It right. may be teeny, but it's still a van. You're absolutely right. I didn't even think about that. Okay, all right, no. A 15-passenger van and a unicorn. There's this unicorn that <laughs> drives a 15-passenger van and he's really happy about it. <laughs> and he's... Like little stars come out the back. I got no fun 15-passenger van stories. But you told me you were a 15-passenger van aficionado. Were you making that up? Maybe. (laughs) Well, I think we nailed it. I mean, as long as you think so, that's what matters. Wait, you don't think so? Well, quit. (laughs) (laughs) I don't remember a lot of the actual teaching part. I don't remember that specific trait. That's I don't true. remember specific camp trips, no. I don't remember. I don't remember There that. was an uproar because that. we left you. I don't remember driving it. That I, I don't know. I don't remember. I don't remember it. No, I don't remember. You don't remember. You don't remember anything. Sorry. I don't remember. This episode of On Carlson Drive was produced for Boogie Land Media by Randy and Wendy Bonifield and distributed through our friends at podbean.com. All stories were written, edited, and narrated by Wendy Bonifield. All original music and music arrangements are written and performed by Randy Bonifield. Remember to subscribe, and please like, add, friend, and review this podcast wherever you find us. Follow On Carlson Drive on Facebook and Instagram at username On Carlson Drive. And be sure to visit our website, at oncarlsondrive.com. Special thanks to all our friends and families who, unbeknownst to them, were writing the stories we tell simply by living them. Join us in two weeks for a new episode. Until then, thank you for listening to On Carlson Drive. <laughs>